Hello and welcome to the Redbird Report. This is Vedette Sports Editor Nate Head, and I'm alone in the studio today, actually, as my co-sports editor Mike Mara is out sick. It just kind of seems like it's that time of year on campus where, you know, the colds and the flus and whatever else are, are going around. Um, so I hope he, he feels better soon and can join us quickly. Um, just kind of jumping into it, you know, we're here to talk about the Redbird football team. Tough loss yesterday on Family Weekend. Um, Western Illinois came to town, and you know the Redbirds took a commanding lead. You know I'd say 14 to zero into halftime, but you know came out flat for a lack of a better word in the second half. The Leathernecks, you know, took advantage of that and scored 31 straight points to, you know, take this thing and, and win a really big game for their program and you know heading forward into the playoffs. So, you know, just kind of you know getting into it, Nate. What did you see? you know, from the game that most stood out to you? Well, Nate, thank you for asking. Uh, what I mostly saw in that game was a lack of offensive production, you know, from the Redbirds. Um, that's something that was really glaring to me. Um, you know, a zero in the in two quarters in the second half is, you know, speaks for itself as far as I'm concerned. Um, Western Illinois has a good defense, but, you know, maybe not a defense that should be capable of leaving the Redbirds off the board in the whole second half. Um, so just kind of digging into that deeper, what I saw was, um, you know, I saw a lack of running game. It just seemed that the Leathernecks kind of, you know, made a point to close off the ISU running attack. And, and why wouldn't they? You know, heading into this game, ISU had been running and running and running the ball. I mean, Jake Colby, I mean, a perfect example is Jay, the Redbirds scored 37 points a couple weeks ago in a big win against South Dakota, and, and Colby only threw the ball 11 times. So he threw it 34 times yesterday, which was more than last two weeks combined. And what I saw was a, you know, it's kind of a combination between the Redbird rushing tag not getting its feet, you know, beneath them, and then I saw, you know, almost desperation from from the passing game. <laughs> Because, you know, it seemed like they acknowledged that they weren't going to be able to run the ball at a rate that they, they have been this season and, and, you know, try to audible to a passing game where, you know, it wasn't horrible. I mean, you know, Jay Colby, let's see, 19 for, for 34, uh, 223 yards, a couple touchdowns. You know, that's not a bad day. You know, that's nothing to, you know, hang up the your head about. But it just seemed that, he couldn't get the ball moving in that second half and and I don't know you know what has to be done because I'm seeing you know a bunch of six to you know eight you know ten yard slants and 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 corner routes and and, and screens and just kind of you know dinking and, and dunking down the down the field and you know sometimes you need that big play you need that 25 yard pass to you know get some momentum and and, and get it moving down the field um, obviously that happened in the first quarter Colby you know found Christian Gibbs for 65 yards to you know for the first score of the game that was big time um that's exactly what I need to see more of you know I need to see a deep a deep play threat um Christian Gibbs I think can be that guy um you know they've missed him these last couple weeks and he seems to be the guy that can get down the field get open Spencer Schnell has had a great season, and he seems to be more the guy who can, you know, play the slot and, and get those eight to ten yard receptions, and that's fine. You just need to find a mixture of both. And I felt like in that second half, they couldn't find that deep ball. They couldn't find that twenty plus yard pass, and 
because of that a lot of drives stalled i mean that's all i can really say i mean it just seemed that they never were in a, in a clean rhythm you know they're playing from behind so they're trying to air it out a little bit um you know just a really pretty much overall tough day from the offense um you know we didn't see malachi Brodnax. uh spack addressed that after the game just didn't see you know a moment or an opportunity to get him in there um as he's mentioned before he kind of likes to play Brodnax when when they have a lead and usually in the second half that's what i'd say you know you see Brodnax with a you know seven or, or ten point lead in the second half is, is usually when you'll see Brodnax to kind of come out for a drive and you know see if he see if he can spark something you know with a read option or you know um a running play qb draw anything like that um, i saw some life for from from Brodnax in the previous weeks i was kind of surprised i didn't see him in the second half despite they were trailing the redbirds were um but you know what it's not like the game was out of you know out of hand it was like a three or seven point game in the opening minutes of the of the third quarter so i thought we would have saw Brodnax um just to kind of you know yeah see if he can open something up and and you know whatever like that but it didn't happen that way and yeah so that's my first thought is that the offense just you know just using the eye test it just seemed like they they couldn't move the ball at an efficient rate i mean they he would complete the passes but then you know the drive was just stop and they, they couldn't come up with a third down when they needed it and um let's see third downs they were what five of 14 uh you know not horrible but you'd like to see you know of course a, obviously a better production on that end so offense didn't get it done but you know either did the defense and then just kind of <laughs> excuse me i'm also dealing with that cold you know that cold business here so talking about that defense is i'm not sure i mean you know i i couldn't i really was kind of surprised in that second half to be honest um you know going into halftime western had zero points and that was the you know sixth straight quarter where the redbird defense had not allowed a point so you know for them to come out and and you know air this ball out you know for example mcguire sean mcguire he threw seven for 13 in the first half for 68 yards he ends up with you know 288 so just in one half he threw for you know 220 yards and you know two touchdowns he had a 37 yard pass and you know he's only sacked once uh, that was another big difference that i didn't touch on colby was sacked five times you know I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'd have to imagine that was probably a season high. Um, it just seemed like I, that the pressure back there was unprecedented this far. I don't know if that's, you know, something that the Redbird coaches are really, you know, preaching this line that they didn't get it done yesterday. Um, it was just kind of surprising to me because they've been so good, that offensive that offensive front. I don't know if it was just an off day or you know, I, I know Western's got some, you know, they got some really nice guys up there, including, you know, Brett Taylor, who, you know, he had seven sacks, but to me, that's a good day for the Redbird offense to kind of limit him. I don't know if they were keying into him too hard and letting these, you know, other guys kind of, you know, prosper, but I don't know. That that just seemed like the Redbird front did not get it done. Uh, but yeah, moving back to the defense, I kind of got off on a tangent there. Um, you know, they... they I like the the western the western approach. You know they were, 
they they'd run you know a little shovel pass plays to you know Steve McShane who it, it was clear that they're just trying to give him some open field and, and seeing what he can do with it um, you know he's not the tallest guy out there by any means but he's probably the fastest guy out there and he has the moves to go with it so and he showed that he put it on full display um, he had a touchdown that was called back in the first half and he also had a 45 yard rush that was also called back so but from that defense, you know, that was one thing that I, I, I didn't see. I didn't see a, I didn't see a, um, you know, pressure on the quarterback on McGuire. And if they did get back there, it's just McGuire would get away from him. I mean, he's a big guy. He's tough to bring down. I understand that. Um, it's come something, you know, similar to what we saw in South Dakota and Chris Strebler. Um, the Redbirds would get back there, but they just couldn't make the play when they needed to. Um, I think the pass defense for the Redbirds is something that I really want to key in on and, and that's something that I you know have been most disappointed with in terms of the defensive unit this season um, I thought it'd be one of their strengths pass defense and it turns out that the, the rushing defense is, is definitely superior um, you know Devontae Harris you know not his best game yesterday um, you know I think he had a sack one of the one of the sacks but you know he had that touchdown one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage in the corner of the end zone they you know made a good throw made a good catch that happens like i said i understand that but it just seemed that they, they could not contain that passing attack and that turned out to be the biggest difference as far as i concerned western illinois threw the ball better in illinois state and that's something that's really going to be you know shored up or it really needs to be shored up before they they go on the you know they play the dakota states coming up those teams can can throw the ball and they can play defense so it's going to be really interesting to see what they do there. Uh, we'll be previewing the South Dakota State game on Wednesday, so be sure to join that. I'm sure Mike will be back in time for that episode. Um, another thing I want to touch on was a uh, it was a play call from Brock's back on a, on a fourth down play on their own 30. Um, this was interesting to me. They, they try a fake punt. I think it was like fourth and seven. Backed up on their own 30. And they direct snap it to freshman Jordan Birch, who made that, as we all know, he made that highlight real play in the in the first game of the season. You know, jumped over the defender and scored a touchdown over Butler and, you know, made it made his way on Sports Center and all that. Um, so I didn't I didn't hate the play. I, I didn't hate snapping it to him and seeing if he could make something out of it um i hated the situation i hated the the, the spot they were on the field um and you know brock's back all but you know he just after the game that was the first question in the press conference you know these what was the thinking behind that and he you know quite frankly said we shouldn't have done that you know he said the hindsight was 2020 he said that it seemed like the offense was kind of stalling and needed, you know, a little pick-me-up, maybe a little momentum. Uh, but fourth and seven, maybe not the time to do that, especially, like I've mentioned, you know, what, three times in the last 30 seconds, it was on their own 30. So maybe something closer to the to the midfield. Um, that would have been interesting. Maybe a, a fourth and four would have been a good time to pull that out. And like I said, I don't mind them trying that. Uh, ISU is kind of – they haven't really seemed to, to – attempt a trick play or or anything of that nature this season so i was i couldn't believe my eyes i mean when he's punting i looked down to you know check my my stat log and i'm hearing you know from the play-by-play -play, the radio booth which is right next to where i'm seated it's a fake and i'm like 
Are you kidding me? I mean, I, I really could not believe it. And I look up just in time to see Birch, you know, streaking to the sideline. Unfortunately for the Redbirds, uh, Western had that one sniffed out. Um, Spack, you know, took took blame for it. And I think it's probably safe to say we won't see a fake punt for a while from the Redbirds. Um, really just my last thing I'd like to touch on is... You know, the, the path of this team this season has been very interesting. Um, they've been up, they've been down, they've been way back up. And now, I w- I'm not ready to say they're down yet. I'm just ready to say they're just kind of dipping. Um, this was a game they really could have used heading into these two matchups with South Dakota. They're at 6-3 and three right now overall, and it looks like they're going to need 7 to, to get in the playoffs. I'm still I'm still optimistic over six wins. I think if they go six and five in this conference playing the teams that they did, I think six and five gets them in the playoffs. But I'm hearing a lot of people, you know, close to me or, or you know, whatever like that, thinking that it's seven, I could agree with that. I see the argument. Um, so if that's the case, they're gonna need to win one of these games against South Dakota or, or North Dakota and It'll be really, you know, it'll be, like I say, it'll be intriguing to see um, that November 18th Senior Day matchup against North Dakota State here at Hancock. That might be one to really circle on the calendars if it's not already. That could be, you know, that could have some huge, huge playoff implication. It's going to be, well, it's going to be televised on NBC Sports Chicago. It's going to be on ESPN3. The seniors are going to be celebrated. And it could be, you know, a, a win win or go home situation in terms of, of the playoff spectrum um, I really think that Southern Illinois game that loss on October 14th that 42-7 to defeat I think that one's really going to come back and get them that's a game that I couldn't believe my eyes you know checking the score um, you know keeping up with that during the game that's a game that they'd love to have back I'm sure and that's a you know if they play again there's, I, I would I would be shocked if Southern Illinois duplicated that success that they had over ISU. That could have been a, a much needed seventh win for them, and they could have you know not felt like they had to win one of these North Dakota games or these Dakota games. Uh, obviously, it'd be nice, but now given that South Southern Illinois loss, and of course this one to Western, it makes these two and it increases the magnitude of them uh, that much more. So I'm looking forward to seeing what transpires out of this. I'm looking forward to this back on Tuesday and kind of I'm interested to hear how he's preparing for, for South Dakota. You know, I like to hear about the, the state of the team. You know, are they all still optimistic and, and ready to push one last time to try to get in these playoffs? Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much all I got uh, from the football game. Just in review, uh, I thought the offense couldn't get it moving as much I, I think the running game was cut off and they had to felt like they needed to pass and just didn't do it I don't know if that's something they need to go back to the drawing board and work out a different system that maybe better equips Colby um, which is what they're doing already in fact I mean they're 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 finally short passes and that's that's Colby's game I mean he's accurate from 10 to 12 yards but I don't know if they need to find something that that can open up this offense a little bit, maybe find find some routes that he's comfortable throwing to 25, 30 yards. Those are the plays you need. That's Those are the plays that keeps the defense reeling, and that's when you can open up the running game when you're throwing for, you know, 20, 30 yards every, you know, every once in a while. That, that can keep the defense honest and not stacking the box with, you know, eight people in the box expecting the run. 
So that's what I saw on the offensive end. On the defensive end, I saw a team that, that could not stop the pass. Um, I thought their efforts in the run game were pretty good. Uh, McShane ended up with 75 yards, but he only averaged you know three and a half per carry. They they kind of they, they kept him pretty contained. Um, you know, with the exception of, of a couple a couple bursts, but you know, actually only had 67 yards. I think I said 75. So. They kind of, they kept him contained. I was impressed with the run defense as I have been this whole season. But you know, the passing game really needs to to you know get shored up a little bit. So, be looking forward to seeing the adjustments that are made. Um, yeah, and the fake punt. I mean, that's a that's something that they're just gonna have to you know flush and and forget about. And you know, what else can you say? So. Tough loss for Illinois State Hancock Stadium Family Weekend. It's the second straight time that uh, ISU has lost on family weekend so not looking forward to next year's right <laughs> and no I'm kidding it was a great time my family made it out I saw a lot of families out there and um, always always a good atmosphere around the stadium when you see all these parents and tailgates and grills and you know all that it was uh, really a, a pleasant sight to see so I was really impressed with the uh, with the with the turnout given the you know, terrible rainy pretty chilly uh conditions so everything else was good besides family weekend besides the game anyways moving on that's what the redbirds are gonna have to do they got the dakota states coming up um yeah that's all i got so this was vedette sports editor nate head we missed mike mara today but we'll have him back on wednesday to preview uh to preview south dakota state thank you for listening as always and be sure to check out our paper is hitting the shelves tomorrow thank you and, and have a good week